Welcome to the Lancaster Patriot Podcast. My name is Chris, and I'm the managing editor here, and I'm joined today, as usual, by Joel Saint, pastor of Independence Reformed Bible Church. Joel, thanks for coming back. Always great. Can't seem to chase you away. You're always coming back. Appreciate that. And uh, we have a, a return uh, guest, Ryan Miller, also known as the Cultural Contrarian. Thank Ryan, you very much. Thank, Glad to be here. Thanks for coming back. What's your website? Culturalcontrarian.org. Okay, culturalcontrarian.org. And we have Mr. Anthony Falgiator. Did I say it right? You did. Okay. Thanks for being here, Anthony. Thank you for having me. All right. So uh, Anthony is a uh, law enforcement officer. Correct. With what police department? East Whiteland Township. East Whiteland Township. Okay. I'm going to move this just a little bit. That sounds like Chester County? Correct. Okay. Okay. And uh, also on the school board of Octavera School District. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, so we're basically here today to, to talk to Ryan and Anthony about what's going on there in Octorera and uh, what's going on with, with the school district, with these meetings. There's a lawsuit. If you go on the LancasterPatriot.com, there's an article back from in June. It says, lawsuit against Octorera school board members leads to police officer receiving extortion letters. So, Anthony, that's you. You are the police officer that received the extortion letters, right? Myself and my wife, correct. Okay. All right. So there's a lot here. This is a, a big, juicy drama <laughs> happening over in, in, in Octorera, uh, which is just right across Lancaster County border, right? Yeah. Okay. Indeed. Uh, I know some of our listeners, I think, are live in that in that district. So, okay, how, how do we how do we start this? Let, let's let's start with with Ryan. Try to give us uh, just a, a brief overview here of what led. And maybe the, maybe I'm even going too far, but this lawsuit, and then Anthony, you can hop in there uh, when you come into the story. So I know there's a lot of drama at Octavera School School Board, yes. these school board meetings, and we talked about that maybe briefly when we had you in previously, and we talked about your traffic stop, um, which stemmed from or was related to your time yeah. on at the school district. So these are school board meetings open to the public. And you are going there, and you were going to speak on behalf of uh, some of the parents, on behalf of their students. And uh, that's when all this drama kind of started officially, you would say, or in earnest. I, I know there's probably a lot. I'm going to try if I can back up a little bit. Right, let's see if you can summarize it. I'm going to try. Okay. Um, I was asked by parents to come into the school school district to advocate on behalf of themselves and their children. And I knew because of what has been happening in the, the federal government under Merrick Garland, that there's a huge cabal to silence parents that are in opposition to the ideology of the state. And I knew walking in that, that they would not be open to a voice such as mine and would want to silence it. So I went in advance and said to all the people that are in the sphere of influence that I'm a law-abiding citizen. I respect authority. I appreciate the role of school boards and their, their duty to be the voice for the constituents. And I want to come in and build a partnership with the school boards and align, for, align with the change that we desire for our schools and for our children. I wanted to be a positive influence. And I wanted to make sure that my rights would not be converted into a crime. So I sent all this communication out in advance. And prior to even stepping foot into the school, I wanted to make sure that the law enforcement, those in authority, were going to honor, protect, and support my rights. I got to stop you there for a minute just for our listeners because, I mean, most of our listeners are going to say, uh, what are you talking about, Ryan? I mean, we can go to our school board meeting and we get our minute, our time to speak and we say what we want to say and we, we leave. Now, I understand there's 
Uh, there's people that have received, I guess you could say, they've been uh, threatened or prosecuted with, oh, even considered domestic terrorists yes. for going into the school board meeting. So is there anything else to add to that, to people that are, are trying to understand, you know, why couldn't you just go in there and share what you wanted to you, say? You can absolutely go in and say whatever you want to say with the understanding that the school board has no obligation to listen to you and no obligation to respond to you. Right. So there's a there's a mind shift that... You can create the most eloquent three-minute speech you want, but it's not going to be action-based to hold them accountable for the wills and desires of the citizens. Okay. So in order to exercise a right, you have to stand on a right. And in order to hold public officials accountable to their roles and authority, you have to hold them accountable to the law as well. So the first thing that I was going to stand on was my constitution, is that I knew that they would retaliate against me. So I didn't want to tell them who I was. I'm advocating on behalf of parents. They, their children are being retaliated against. Their parents are being retaliated against. They're going to retaliate against me. I don't want to put a bullseye on my back. I don't have to tell you who I am. And I don't have to tell you where I live. Okay, and that, that, that kind of set the, set the framework for yes. when, when you go into this meeting and you're saying, I'm, I'm coming in, but I am not. How, how would you say, what, what's your constitutional right there? I'm not going to surrender my Fourth Amendment right to be secure on my person, papers, properties, okay. and effects. Tell you my name. Tell you're you where I live. That. Right, you're not going to do that. I'm right. not going to give you a copy of my tax bill to confirm that I pay taxes in this district. I'm right. not going to give you my license. I'm not going to give you my utility bill. Okay. I'm not going to tell you who I am. Okay. As a condition for me to exercise my First Amendment right to speak. Okay. All right, so that kind of lays the groundwork here yes. uh, for this school board meeting that you're, you're coming in there and saying, this is a public meeting, mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm not providing this information that you are requesting of me, but you're saying there's, there's no constitutional law requirement that you give up that information. That's, that's right. Okay. I, there, as Joe, we spoke before we went live, is that there's a compulsion based upon fear that we will consent. So the expectation is they're just going to ask, tell us your name and your municipality, Everybody says, name your municipality because I want to speak. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say, I'm one of those people. I don't need to say my name and municipality. I don't need to consent. I can speak anyway. Okay. So what happened? They didn't like that. A little back and forth. Um, the very first time it happened, I did consent. Okay. I, I gave my name. I stated an area where I pay taxes, and I spoke, and I gave them notice. So I'm only doing this one. I'm doing so, it under so duress. So they, they even had it. So, I mean, at that point, they were really just trying to say, like, you have to follow our rules. Oh, this they, was they this they, already, they already knew your name. So on, on, on January 24th, they knew my name. Yeah. I told them where I paid taxes, yeah. and I spoke for three minutes. Yeah. And I got up, and I, I spoke at, what do they call it, public comment on agenda items. And I spoke on agenda items. But at public comment time, I came back with a piece of paper, which is called a color of law violation warning, that said, you will no longer demand me to set a condition that I say my name in municipality again, because that's a violation of 42 USC 1983, blah, blah, blah. Don't, don't worry about that. And I gave them this officially, and it's a legal notice. To don't deprive me of my constitutional rights, I'm not gonna consent. So I waited to make sure they received that official notice. They had it reviewed by the school solicitor that it was a legal notice, and 
govern yourselves accordingly based upon the notice. I return March 14th. School board meeting was canceled because they believed I was going to be coming back to speak on March 14th. And they labeled me as a threat because of my voice. And that's the unlawful traffic stop happened on the okay. 14th. All right, let me stop you there for a minute because sure. I want to bring in Anthony here as good, well. Good. But first, Joel, uh, what's, what's your initial thoughts on, on, on where this is headed here and what, Ryan, what Ryan's doing here uh, on, on challenging the system, challenging the man-made man – I mean, these are, uh, these are even just man-made regulations in, in the school board. Uh, yeah. Um, I believe it was Mason who said uh, you give the uh, bureaucrats to children – and you might as well give them everything else because they're going to get it in a generation anyway. And this is a fight for this. This is a fight beyond Ryan here and, and, and Tony. It's a fight for the future and they're fighting hard. And the, uh, the painful thing is they're doing it with the money of the people who they're going to dominate. And I don't need to go into a 19 or, or animal farm here, mm. uh, but uh, this is animal farm stuff where, wherein. <laughs> Well, I will, I will briefly. Um, you, you might recall an animal farm, the, uh, the, the pigs, Napoleon and Snowball, they took the, the pups of, of the dogs and said, no, we'll train them better than you. And by the time the animals on animal farm figured out that they were worse off under Napoleon and Snowball uh, than they were under Farmer Jones or whatever his name was, um, the back door opens and in comes a uh, gaggle of slobbering, angry dogs. And they realize that these are the pups of what they gave to Snowball and Napoleon. And now they're using their own children against them. And now they're angry dogs. This is what this is all about. And these people are fighting and they'll do anything legal or illegal. Anything. This is what we're seeing. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where we talk a lot on this show about government school system. And you and I, of course, say, you know, this, this, this whole thing needs to be abolished. Yeah. And, and here's a case where, you know, Ryan's going in there and saying, okay, well, this is here. Let me interact with it. And, and you're seeing, you're seeing that the conflict where, where they, they, any threat to that system and the way they're doing it is not received well. Yeah, I mean, they're going to war over three minutes here. It's exactly right. Three minutes over war. This is war over three minutes. That's exactly right. Absolutely. And so if... <laughs> So did, did if we you, can just take away their money, so and then they go and get real jobs. So I'm I'm on your guys' side of that. Get the kids out of the system. That that get them off the yellow bus to hell. And I love that acronym. I mean, it's it's beautiful. Unfortunately, not everyone has the knowledge, patience, the ability to make that step until they're put into that position. Yeah that that's the only step available. Sure, and a lot of them aren't even thinking that. Correct. Uh, and that's yeah. why you're going, it, it's and interesting. Lot, they, they've been educated in that system. Right. Well, they, right. they came out of it. Yeah, right. exactly. Lot, so. Yeah, and, and I did too. And, and think of it. It's interesting to see you in there and, and see the conflict. And that's kind of what we're seeing, which, which is revealing. And, see but, so in the people that are following me, there are people taking the steps to exit out of the system because what they're seeing is so atrocious. Yeah, and that, that's a great so, outcome. That's, that's, the, that's the desired outcome. Yeah. Well, okay, Anthony, I want to bring you in now more here. So you, you're on the board here. I mean, what, what, what were your initial thoughts? I mean, was there any development in your thinking? I mean, you see this guy come up, you say, uh, you know, is this guy just crazy? What, what, what's he doing? I mean, why is he making a big deal about this? Uh, did anything change in your mind from that first meeting to, to the next one when he went up and said, well, I'm not going to give my name this time? I mean, what were you thinking, and did your thinking change throughout that process? 
It did. It, my initial thought was, well, that's you always give your name, you always say where you're from, because that's just how it's always been. And then when Ryan put the lens on it for me of a deprivation of rights, it put it in a whole new perspective for me. And I went, oh, wow. Okay. So as he mentioned, he, he served notice to the board and that was handed to the board president. And I inquired about it. And I said, what was at a later point? I said to the board president time, which was Brian Fox, I said, what was served to the board? And he said, that's ah, nothing to worry about. The school district solicitor looked it over. It's a nothing burger. You know, it's a bunch of, you know, uh, grammatical errors. It's not even. So I found out on my own what it was. And when I found out it was a notice of intent to sue for deprivation of rights, color of law violation, 1983 claim, it, I like, whoa, pump the brakes. And I said to the school board, this is a, that phrase, color of law violation, 1983 claim, is that sends a chill down any police officer's spine, that very phrase. Are you the only police officer on, on the board? Yes. Okay. So I told him right away, you don't want to be involved in this. You want to exit from this, get out from under this as quickly as possible because these come at you personally and you could lose everything. And you just, that's just not a place you want to be. And they, they didn't listen. So I removed myself from that. I went on the record objecting to policy 903, which is the policy you know, that all the school districts have about giving your name municipality prior to speaking so i went on the record objecting to that and any any future you know stuff for mr miller and were you alone at that point um there was there was initially um another board member that was of i say similar mindset yeah it was initially initially but then um at the time i objected my belief at the time was that he would also object and he did not and so I, I, I stood alone with that after moving forward. How many members on the and board? There's a, there's a nine. It's nine, nine members. Nine members, okay. Okay, nine-member board, uh, and you're still on there? Yes. Okay. And um, so this, th then you come back. Yes. You come back, Ryan, to speak again, and, and you don't, you're not going to give your name this time. And right. I've seen this video. I don't know if you've seen it, Joel. I have not. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, and and it's going to be played in court pretty soon. It'd be pretty fun to watch in court. What, what, do we have a court date? Do you have a court date? It's preliminarily, it's uh, the 11th and 12th of this month. Open to the public? Open to the public. I Please, show up. In, in Chester Bring County? In Chester County, Westchester. Bring 11th popcorn. or 12th. 11th. Is, it, is it both days or is it going to be one of them? Maybe three. 11th, 12th, 13th. Like a three-day three, three day trial? Mm. Wow. And they block it, off ex, you know, a certain amount of days in case. With the anticip in case. Okay. Yeah, this is a popcorn event. <laughs> and, and, and this is, um, the, this is the trial... For you, my arrest. You, okay, so you are the defendant I'm in, in defendant. this trial. And this is this was for your arrest at the what so at the, the school board. If we keep going, we'll get there. So okay. on the on the twenty. So you go back, <laughs> you go say, back. I'm not gonna give my name. <laughs> right. Um uh, very respectfully, I saw the video. And um is this where you request the police? They they were already so, outside. So they were already outside. I, right. We had this little banter back and forth between myself and, and the school board. You're president, sitting at Mr. the table Park. there right. where, where you would give your where people would give right. their three minute I comments. You already gave your name months ago, and you're saying I'm not doing it now. And they're like, Well, you need to stop talking, basically. And, and, basically, yeah. And that went back and forth. 
I couldn't reason with the school board director. So I was getting, the video shows me getting up. I'm going to call the police and have a sit, place a citizen's arrest for deprivation of rights under color of law. I was getting up to leave in walks Trooper Kochka. And I say, Trooper Kochka, please put these people under citizen's arrest for deprivation of rights under color of law. Mr. Kochka says, Mr. Miller, well, he identified me the week before from pulling me over so he knows who I am. As that, was, that, was the, that was the thing we talked about last right. time, right? Okay. So he doxed me and he's, Mr. Miller, oh, I noticed you got a haircut because my hair was long back then. And um, I said, they said, they asked you to leave. And I said, well, they didn't ask me to leave. Audio record shows they never asked me to leave. I was getting up to leave to call the police. And I said, well, what if I don't leave? I will arrest you for defiant trespass. Right. So I'm not going to resist. I'm not going to fight. I'm going to say, okay, you just threatened me with violence and kidnapping. I'm not going to stay here. I'm going to step outside because you just threatened me. You've got weapons to cause me harm. You threaten that arrest. I'm out of here. Well, that's I, why we pay our taxes. Right. There we go. <laughs> right. Well, there that, we that, go. This, Anthony... <laughs> Anthony knows how, how I handle this stuff, and it's out of respect and love, but I'm not going to fight, use violence. And I walked outside and had an interesting conversation, and we got into the cop-splaining. I call it cop-splaining, that they're, they're using their verbal judo against me to attempt me to criminate myself, or, right. and that, that didn't happen. Well, th this is the video, then, where he did cuff you, right? That is not. That's not that video. Okay, so, that, so you ended up leaving the scene. I left, but okay. I... I I asked the officer to follow his policy. Okay. And the policy is if you're removing me for a crime, and Anthony's going to speak to this, yeah. that I'm just asking for, I use the word probable cause affidavit because that's what it is. You need right. the testimony from the person that says, this is what you did to be removed from this property. Right. And the law enforcement has to create that police report that says you are no longer, you're trespassed. Mm -hmm. You're being trespassed. These are the reasons for the trespass. Yeah, and that, that's what we talked about last time. There has to mm -hmm. be a, a crime about to take place mm -hmm. or uh, did take place or in the process. And uh, in your video where Trooper Kochka pulls you over, right. you actually talked to him about that. I did. Okay, so I want to bring Anthony in a minute from the perspective of, of law enforcement and, and, and trespass, just because it's interesting to be educated on this. But just briefly, so you leave there. There's no arrest that day. There's no charges from that day. Technically, language is very fluid when th th there's words of detainment, right? Arrest, okay. And those are nuanced words, and they have a colloquial meaning to everyone right. else. But let's keep but it simple. You weren't, you weren't cuffed and taken off I was that day. Not cuffed. So, so you went back another day to the school board meeting. So after that incident, I was requesting a copy of the the report of that I was being trespassed. Okay, well, let's stop there for a minute and bring Anthony in. There, there you okay. go. Okay, so. Um, because, uh, but but just so people can see, you you did go back eventually, just so they know I where did. this is going. Yes, and then they arrested you Correct. for trespass. Correct. Okay. Unlawfully. So, unlawful. Yes. Yeah. Right. So Anthony, trespassing um, is Ryan right here? I mean, does he need a? Can the police just come and say, "Hey, you're trespassing public property, and you can't come back"? Well, the way it's worded in the statute is very loose. Yeah, very very loose. Um, but what you want, what you want to have in that trespass letter is the crime that you committed to cause you to be advised that you're not allowed back on the property. This is public property. It's not like private property. Where I'm like, hey, property owner, don't come back. 
That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about public property. In order for you to be told you cannot be on public property, there has to be a crime. Right, and it's 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 a lot easier for a, a person in their private capacity, like when you're home, get out of my house, get off my property. Real simple. Public property gets a little more. Uh, there's more nuance to it, whereas you have there has to be an actual crime committed for the next steps to be taken, and that letter has to spell that out, and it also needs to have remedy, right? There has to be a, a, a avenue for appeal, right, and a, and a duration. Can you give me an example of like when, when something that happens with that, like a legitimate from that framework? Hey, here's a defiant trespass, and there was a crime. Like, what would be an example of that? Uh, happens a lot of fo- high school football games. Two parents get into a fight, right? The police get called. The school gets the you know identifies the parents involved. They could send them a, a, a trespass letter because of your actions that caused the police to be called for fighting and stuff like that. Uh, you're no longer permitted on the property at this time. So the crime in that case that could be in the pro- or about to happen would be like fighting, fighting, right. so which is on which is on the code, yeah. the, the law book of correct. Okay. But then it would also it would need to have an avenue for. Um, duration or appeal so okay so now you're banned from the property but you know three weeks later your kid's getting an award at school but wait i'm not allowed back on the property there should be an avenue for uh listen i have this letter but there's a an event coming up where my kid's being honored uh am i permitted to be back in the building and they could say they could say yes or no and if it's yes there's okay you can come in but they may have somebody you know may have somebody with you yeah supervision yeah yeah okay so and Ryan, you never got a letter like that saying what crime. I got a letter. Okay. From the school superintendent. From, right. Is that who? Is that who's supposed to come from? Uh, well, it should have been approved by the board and been submitted by the school board. But does it have to go through the uh, state police at all? Yes, it, it should. Right. It should have a police because it doesn't report. have to. But doesn't have to have the the, the crime element there. It should have the, the reporting element of the crime would be coming from a police report. Right. Would have to have the limited duration would have a manner for appeal. So so there was there was no crime. No crime. It was just the, the superintendent saying, don't come back. They said it caused a disturbance on the 21st. Not don't come back, like don't ever come near any of our property. Don't okay. come, the banished from the entire Octorator school district. Banished, indefinitely. Forever, indefinitely. <laughs> it's like the wild, wild west. I'm gonna run you out of town. Is disturbance equal to a crime or? It's, it's not because it, your level of what you think a disturbance may be is different from what I may think a disturbance would be, even yeah. in my lay capacity, right? right? So to say it's just a disturbance that okay doesn't really a, yeah. a crime. legally mean okay no I mean there's there is a statute for disruption of a public meeting disturbance right? of the peace yes disorderly conduct those, right. those are kinds of things but there was none of that from there no. was nothing from the police there was not a private uh, affidavit of probable cause saying no. here's the evidence here's why ryan miller was yeah, disturbing right. the peace none of that right so you get a letter from the and i remember hearing that when i've watched several videos come up again oh well they told you not to come back and yes. that's where you stand and say well, okay well yeah they they told they said that sure but, but that doesn't mean i have to follow it no, there's a right. force they, of law they could tell me this guy is green right they could tell me whatever they want so so you go back uh, and we'll try to wrap up this part. I know. Oh, that I just wanted. I wanted to bracket it real quick. Go ahead, because I knew what they were going to do. Right. This is what we talked about last time, where we talked to Ryan about, and you you appreciated. Well, you know, this guy knows how to deal with this stuff, and he's not out there saying, "Hey, 
oh, if you get pulled over, yeah, just tell them to, you know, yeah, to go pound sand. I, I don't talk to police officers. Yeah. You, We're you, done. You got to know it's, it's good to be wise. Yeah. Wise as uh, serpents, innocent as doves. All right, try to bracket it, Ryan. It, so I knew what they were going to do. Since they generated that letter, that letter was an unenforceable letter, but they were going to enforce it. Not lawfully, but that's what they would do. So I wanted to cover my bases. And for three months, I went through the public records. I wanted to say, can I get my criminal trespass affidavit? Can I get my police report? Can I get this? Can I get this? Can I get this? From the state police. From the state police, from the school, from the superintendent. Okay, that was the state police officer who state, had arrested State you. trooper. Okay. Yeah, none of this not, has not, to do not with the your... arrest yet. Yeah. yeah. Not okay. an arrest yet. Okay. So I had the traffic okay. stop and I was removed. And I said, please give me my criminal trespass documents. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Send an, an appeal request to Office of Open Records of State Police. Mm -hmm. And they said, no record exists of a non-criminal investigation. So I was pulled over for a traffic stop, which is a, an arrest. They're saying that was a non-criminal investigation. We have no records. We have no reports. We have no videos. These are all done under sworn affidavit from Rozier and all these people from OOR did this investigation. Office of Open Records, I yeah. Said it doesn't exist, no record. So based upon getting that report, I sent that report to the state police, sent it to others saying, I have no record of being criminally trespassed from public property, no record whatsoever. So either you present that record or I'm gonna assume the Office of Open Records is telling the truth and I'm going to go back to the school. Well, during that process, I was drafting my federal lawsuit. And I had completed drafting and put it into the court, got my summons. My reason to return was to hand deliver my federal complaint. Okay, and this is going to bring in a whole bunch, a whole much, a, a lot more drama, I should say, with this lawsuit. Yeah. Because <laughs> this federal lawsuit is, you're, you're saying you, you guys on the board, yeah. a lot of the board members and police officers have yeah. deprived me uh, of my rights. And this is what you mentioned, Anthony, under color of law, which we've talked about, I think, on different times here, you know, the, the, the civil government officials or public officials using their capacity uh, to deprive people of in this, you know, their constitutional rights, so to speak. So, you're, okay, that so you're, three minutes wound up with 89 people <laughs> participating in conspiracy to protect those people silencing my three minutes. Yeah. And most people, Joel, are going to look at that and say, what in the world is Ryan doing? Why is he making such a big deal? But I mean, I, I love it because you're going after this. Well, who, who's making the big deal? Right. If you stand see, on nothing, see, you'll fall for thing. anything. You yeah. sta stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything. Yeah. It, 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 again, you're making a big deal, but no, 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 no. The big deal has already been made, and somebody's questioning the big deal, and they're saying, oh, what are you making a big deal for? Right. It's, it's like the whole mask thing, right? Yes. Oh, j just, just comply. Why are you making a big deal? Hey, you're making a big deal. You're making me wear this diaper on my face for no reason at all. Right. And this actually was birthed out of people who were opposed to putting on the masks and getting a jab in the arm. And I was advocating for those people. Yeah, They didn't want their children to get the vaccine. They don't want their children to get the Gardasil. And I'm like, yes, I'm here to help you. Yeah, You have to, you need to stand. I can't stand to be free for you. I can't claim freedom for you. I can only claim it for myself. If you don't want to be free, then don't, don't claim freedom. Yeah. All right, so you, you, you go back to deliver this lawsuit yeah. try to wrap up this part of it now that was that was the fun part so i i go in yeah i knew what they were going to do again right. i knew that they were going to 
remove me and potentially arrest me. But, I, but you're not going back in to speak. You're just going back in to serve, well, right? Well, he's going to speak. I'm going to speak. Okay. I was, my speech, I had my speech okay. written down. Gotcha. I was going to say, hi, my name is John Miller. You can refer to me as plaintiff. <laughs> I am holding you, and I'm going to here officially deliver you a federal summons for deprivation of rights under color of law. And I had that speech all written out. Did you ever get a chance to even to go up to the table? I had my box. I had a, I had Anthony as a witness, knowing that I was going to be doing this. Mm -hmm. I had another constable from the sheriff's department as an objective witness. And I said, this is what I'm going to attempt to do. This is what they presented me with this letter. The constable went with you? Constable, I parked off premise. Yeah. Had no keys, no wallet, no nothing <laughs> on me. And I was carrying my box and he followed me all the way into the school and he went a different entrance. I went another entrance and I just sat there ready to, at my time, get up and bring my box, speak to them, love, honor, and respect, and present them with their lawsuit. I had not desired to bring this to federal court. Three minutes shouldn't require a federal intervention. We could have resolved this peacefully. I was prepared for all of that. I don't, to this day, I don't want this federal court process. Repent, repent. Mm. No, ego can't repent. I shouldn't say that. I'm offering them the ability to repent. Those other board directors that have left, you can call me and I can settle with you as opposed to you going to that federal court and, and getting hammered. What would that look like? I mean, that, that they would just say, hey, we were wrong. We should let you speak. Um, it's, it's not that simple um, because they've done some tremendous harm to my family, to Anthony's family, to Anthony's wife, yeah. that repentance is going to have to be a little bit of active contrition. So okay. there may be some Our Fathers and Hail Marys thrown in there as well. Okay. Um, so, I, I joke, but you understand my Yeah, point. I get you. So, um, so you go back, you, you just wrap this up. You don't get to get to the table. Nope. They come and, they come and arrest you? They come and cuff you? They, they said the Pledge of Allegiance, and they had their moment of silence, went into a recess. I'm sitting there, Trooper Koch, Trooper Cernovic, Trooper Long, Mr. Miller, you need to leave. And little conversation, tried to show him a piece of paper, wouldn't do that. You're going to be arrested. Stepped outside. This is all video. Yeah. It's great video. Back and forth with me at the trooper. And then I finally said, I'll submit to an unlawful arrest. Yeah, that's that's I definitely saw that video. That's where you're saying, look, if, if you're going to do it, do go it. ahead and arrest. And he hesitated. He did? Yeah, because he didn't, he didn't want to do it. So they, and Anthony should speak to this, that they want to use their power to get me off that property. Their goal was to get me off of the property and not do any paperwork. That's called me consenting. Out of fear, I would walk out and consent. Right. Then they wouldn't cuff you. There, there would be no no records even potentially. Of, and that, of that's that. my wife and daughter said, why didn't you walk away? Right. And then I would have given up. I would not have experienced any harm. Yeah. My rights would not have been violated. Right. Cause they, because they would, come back and they would come back and say, well, no. And they do this all the time. You, you, you left. You left. Right. Even though there is that threat there. that's what, and, and, and we can understand people who say, well, because I think we all do it time to time. Hey, we're going to be threatened with this. Do it. You're, you're threatened. And, and then if you leave under that threat, they're, they're going to deny, well, there's no threat there. We, do, we just asked you to leave. Correct. Even though you're, you're carrying a weapon, you have the power to arrest someone. And so, so you said, no, I'm not leaving. And uh, you peacefully resisted. And he cuffed you and eventually took you, took you off in the paddy wagon. Are, are these officers also named in the suit? So... Um, I did not, my lawsuit was filed on August 18th of 22. 
I was re- arrested September 19th. Okay. Gotcha. So you're coming to deliver the lawsuit. So right. to deliver okay. it. Got it. So this yeah. is also obstruction to governmental process that they were doing things to affect termination of the lawsuit. Yeah. All right. Let's bring Anthony in here again. Anthony. Okay. The lawsuit has was attempted to be served. I mean, in a sense, it's been served in, in, in the courts, so to speak. So just come in here and tell us, I mean, what started to happen here? What were your, what was your reaction to that arrest? And then what, what started to happen after afterwards that really get some, well, I'll, I'll just backtrack slightly to the meeting itself. Okay. Like as Ryan mentioned, there was uh, they called a meeting to order. We pledge of allegiance, a moment of silence. And then they immediately called for a five minute, uh, executive session. So I'm looking around going, what's going on? I, I wasn't even aware at the time that, that Ryan was even in the building because I was getting ready for my meeting. I'm looking down. You know, and so we go to an outer conference room. And I want to interject because I did misspeak before that I said he was aware that I was doing that on that day. He did not know I was doing it that day. So I did misspeak. So we go into the conference room and I'm, I'm looking, what's going on here? And then the rest of the board was tuned into what was going on. And one of the one of the board members said he's here, and I went, "Well, that's that's an odd phrase." He's Normally, back. you'd say some, you know, I don't know who that is, but so, so I was like, "Okay," and I could hear commotion outside, and then that's when I figured, "Okay, Ryan's here," but they all knew it, so that told me that they also had a meeting ahead of time and some pre-planning without my knowledge that this was going to go down. So the police were already on scene. And which was found out later that that was prearranged um, through police reports, and um, the solicitors in the in the in the meeting room, and they started talking, and then they wanted to hold off because they didn't want to talk in front of me when they were told you can because he's not named in the suit, and then we go back in and realize he's he's been arrested, and that's when I was just at that point like, wow, <laughs> this this just happened. Okay, so what what happened next then? Um, I knew what was going to what was going to happen at that point, just from from the police standpoint, that he's going to be brought back to the barracks. He, there's going to be some processing, um, and a, an attempt to make the on call judge. Um, and and I'm what, sure, what do you mean by that? Um, I'll speak for Chester County. Um, after hours, there's an on call judge, and the uh, sixteen or so. Uh, magisterial district justices rotate being on call after hours. So uh, it's um, they get off the bench at 4.30, so they come back from like 6 to 9, something like that, at night for any arraignments. Um, if not, then the person sits at the central booking uh, overnight. Overnight. Um, That's to see, can we, can we release this person? Basically like a judgment. Yeah, they, they get like, arraigned on their yeah, charges yeah. and an attempt to, if, if bail is afforded, an attempt to make bail. But you, you have till you know, 9 o'clock or, or you can get processed out later. Um, if you miss that window, then you have to wait for the judge to come back in in the morning. So then you're sitting in, you're sitting in, in lockup overnight. So I knew he was going to be taken down to the barracks, processed. If they can't make the window hour, you know, and I figured based on the time of night this was, we're talking seven, eight o'clock. Chances were pretty slim that they'd make the make the on call judge, so he was going to be sitting overnight. Is that what happened? Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. They, they slow rolled it. Okay. Well, you got out of there the next day. Uh, late. Then that was the last one to to get processed. Was was did you have to pay bail or did, no? Okay. Um, yeah. So that whole that's a whole book story chapter <laughs> in itself. So Anthony, okay. 
I think can we move on to the the threats at this point? Sure. I think we've covered uh, unless anything yeah. you want to add there. So what started happening then with that led to because we did cover this this on LancasterPatriot.com, starting to get letters sent to you and to you as well, Ryan. And my neighborhood. And your neighborhood and your wife, Anthony. And, and our neighborhood too. Okay. Our neighbors got letters. So yeah. uh, okay, Anthony, just kind of if you well, need I'm gonna, to, if you need I'm to gonna give him to spin it, I'll say the layup, he'll he'll explain what happened. Okay. The reason those letters in my mind came out is based upon the judge's ruling in Memorandum 285, which was say, stating that the school board does not have qualified immunity. Okay, so yes, the judge the judge comes in and qualified immunity for our listeners is something where uh, sometimes we talk about it with police officers, but it could be any public government official, so to speak, where uh, in their capacity, they are immune from certain penalties for their actions. In layman's terms, like... So like that's... Yeah. When Anthony was talking about 1983, mm-hmm. he's talking about personal, cap- private person capacity. Right. That is losing that legal protection, taxpayer-funded qualified immunity. Right. Like we talk about with police officers, like they'd arrest someone for preaching the gospel, and, and yeah. if they appeal to their qualified immunity, they say, well, you, you can't try me and say that I've I've wronged this person because I'm just acting as, in, you know, my capacity. Uh, but anyway, so the, the judge says, no, these, these people on this lawsuit, they can't appeal to qualified immunity. Correct. They're going to have to make their defense as, as a private person. Private person. Um, and so that's a big deal. That's a huge because deal. Because they can't use taxpayer money correct to for their defense correct okay so these letters come out and we don't have to go into great detail what that's when those letters came out the letters come out and they're basically saying the letters are are saying drop the lawsuit correct that's the foundational thing and there's pictures of you in there there's they're saying you know you're you're this horrible person um this one says tony i'm just going to read one this is public tony same offer that your wife and the jerk off received next time try hiring an actual lawyer not lionel hutz I mean, John Ryan Miller as Lionel Hutz from The Simpsons. Is okay. Okay, is he, uh, maybe I didn't know that. I have to ask Joel. You're the Simpsons expert. <laughs> I, I didn't <laughs> know. Somebody that? had to tell me. Uh, I don't uh, know all the characters. May, maybe you may have been considered differently, or just an ill-conceived notion. If you hate OSD Octorera School District, then move! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! So. Yeah, there, there's a lot there. So these letters are coming out, and uh, what can you add to that, Anthony? And then. Bring in at some point here, you did testify regarding the Pennsylvania State Police. I don't know where that falls in with these letters. So go ahead and, and share that. Uh, way before the letters uh, would have been in no- – uh, he was arrested in September, November, November. Of, of that year. Uh, there's the preliminary hearing held. And there was a – normally this would have, the, the preliminary hearing would have been held in front of Judge Gill in Parksburg. There was a change of venue. And it got moved up to Honeybrook. This is a hearing where Ryan Miller's the defendant yep. for his trespass. 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 Okay. And it's it's a low level hearing. It's the first step in the process to see if you know the, the Commonwealth just has to prove that you know a crime you know was committed, and you know, more than likely this is the person who's charged that would that committed that crime. I even predicted what was going to happen there, and was prepared for that that encounter. Another chapter of the book. Okay. So in that in that preliminary hearing, um, I testified on behalf of, of Ryan. Uh, in essence, I'm testifying against the state police and the school board at that point. And, and, and you're doing that as a as a private person, private person. But you are a law but drawing on my right. experience as a law enforcement. So we can officer. see where we start to see here the the Pennsylvania State Police might not take too fondly to uh, uh, one of their brothers in the fraternal order. Generally speaking. 
testifying it, against what they did, right? That's kind of a no-no. It's not a normal happening that, right. that that took place. <laughs> normal. Okay, so what, what happened there and then? So I, I testified and um, what, maybe a week or two later, um, I had a conversation with my, my chief uh, in his office and he mentioned that he had gotten a call from the state police and he said, and another person or others, and they were concerned about my testimony. And then the chief made a direct quote to um, a statement that I made or a phrase that I said in my testimony. And he would have only gotten that from the state police. Well, and he said the state police sent him transcript, my transcript testimony. Um, and it was in an effort to, you know, get me, get me jammed up with, with him, um, which didn't happen. So basically you testified and said, what the state police did there in arresting Ryan Miller was not was not was not good. Basically, just simple terms. Yeah, it, I it, said it, their it, investigation was lacking many elements. Okay, and uh, and then the state police contact your chief and your your regional, you know, in Chester County somewhere, law enforcement officer. So, uh, you state police obviously is huge apparatus, uh, and and they're calling your chief and saying, hey, you know, yeah, looking for straight Anthony, sheet. Yes, straighten Anthony out there, uh, reading between the lines. Yes, and okay. And uh, what happened next then? I mean, when did these letters start coming in? Uh, what, within days of the ruling, a week or two? Yeah, after 285. When Judge Marston denied qualified immunity, that was in March of 23. So the, the hearing was in November of 22. Um, but the, the letters started. There was a lot of intimidation happening on social media, which was just normal Okay, and let's spend, a, spend a few more minutes with any of any of the threats or, or things, and and especially if any of that's related to uh, added to the lawsuit. Anything you want to add uh, about the the letters that you got, and and just just so our listeners kind of understand what was going on there. Well, the, the initial letter came to my house, um, addressed to my wife. And we don't know who who sent these. Not yet. Not okay. yet. Okay. All right. Carry on. So she, I, I was at work. She called me and said, "Hey, we got this letter." I'm like, yeah, so this whoa never in almost 30 years of law enforcement i've ever had something show up at my door whether it was a you know a person that i've had contact with in a negative way positive way or something like this um and then they started arriving at work within that was like a saturday we got the letter by tuesday i had one at my work which was really you know stunning in itself that you're going to send one to a police officer at his work addressed to me in my capacity but they also sent one to my chief and my lieutenant and i found that out later uh, basically saying the same type of things but you know bring attention and then my wife uh, did a preventative measure and notified our neighbors that hey if you get any letters and you may get these letters could you let us know and within Less than a day of her putting that that message out, we started getting letters from neighbors. Hey, we got one, and we went over and collected it and made the proper notifications. So the the letter, I, I don't have the other picture here, but I think it says two thousand a week will be mailed. I mean, and then it says same offer. So what what was the offer that yeah. they were making? What, what was the, the offer? Gave us twenty four hours to get on social media and announce that you know we set up the district that this was all set up bringing Mr. Miller in the lawsuit and um, that the lawsuit would get dropped and, and 24 hours to do and that. pay pay all the oh legal and pay all the legal expenses all the back legal expenses. so and, and if, if you don't do that they just said we're going to keep these, sending these letters. letters are going to get okay. 
hammered out. So, and in the letters, it's kind of painting. It's obviously painting Ryan Miller. It says he's a dangerously unbalanced and. <laughs> While it is unfortunate that he is afflicted by a debilitating mental illness, he must be prevented from bringing additional baseless and vexing legal actions against our police officers, teachers, baseless and, and vexing Where and elected public officials in the future. Please contact East Pikeland Township officials about permanently removing uh, John Ryan Miller from your township. So now they don't just want to banish you from the uh, school school property from the township. Township, right? Get you out of there. Oh, wait, wait, you want they want to Baker Act me too. Ha Having, yeah, I skipped a, a bunch of legal... And having him committed under the 1976 Pennsylvania Mental Health Procedures Act, John Ryan Miller needs professional counseling, and the general citizenry cannot continue to be responsible for controlling his endless litany of public outbursts and tantrums. So, yeah, I mean, this is this, this guy's the problem right here. Right? I am. That, I am. This is what will... Uh, Three minutes worth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, we have, you know... Oh, man, I don't even get into it. Go ahead. To, to touch on something you mentioned a few minutes ago uh, with using public funds for a private person lawsuit, I think it was, what, November? Oh, yeah. Prior, I started objecting to hmm. each month. Um, let me backtrack. Each month when the board gets a list of bills um, for approval. And so I, you go through it and you just see, you know, legal bill and the name of the law firm and whatever the dollar amount is. So I started asking for an itemized breakdown of the legal bill and I would pull out anything with that was associated with Mr. Miller's lawsuit and then object to that at the meeting prior to approval because it's a private person lawsuit and they're using, you know, public dollars for that. And they would they would just hammer me online, you know, yeah. on Facebook about you know lack of you know showing lack of leadership and what are you trying to prove and you're denying uh, uh, district uh, employees their right to you know be covered by this type of thing qualified immunity yeah right but so, so they're still paying for is that still happening still to a degree what, what's happening now is it, it shifted to um, the insurance company once the um, uh, I'm forgetting that term. The, the deductible. Deductible. The de once the deductible was met, a bulk of that went over to the insurance company to cover. And then the, um, for instance, if they if if the insurance agrees to pay uh, $250 an hour, but the lawyer's 295, the, the district would pay the difference. But the bottom line is the district pay, is paying for this, and mm -hmm. yes. they're not supposed to be. Correct. Correct. And has that, nothing's come from that. Correct. I keep arguing it every month on the bills. When right. uh, when there's when there's bills, there's times where there's overlap in bills and there's yeah. nothing there. So this is the point. You can't complain unless you object. They're doing something wrong. They've been doing something wrong. Nobody has got control over these people violating their oath, other than me. Now his wife recently called out a violation that they're breaking their oath. They're violating the Sunshine Act. She threw it up in their face and said, this is improper. I object. You do not have a, the ability to conduct this meeting lawfully because you violated the Sunshine Act. You need to end this meeting. And they ended the meeting. So right. when we stand in courage and in honor, we can demonstrate power to hold them accountable. If we're afraid, they're going to run over us. Yeah. So they'll keep spending that money until a judge tells them to stop. Okay. Um yeah, I did find part of this. This one says, this is one of the letters sent. It says, 100 a, 100 a week, this is to your wife, 100 a week will be mailed to his neighbors 
and let that's your yeah, neighbors, neighbors Ryan's, yeah. to, to, to his neighbors unless you and tony admit lawsuit was to set up and repay the school district at once let us know on facebook by eleven fifty nine p.m friday may 19 2023 thank you missy you still look amazing by the way so, she does <laughs> she does uh i have a few more questions joel any comments questions anything you'd like to add here now nothing new um these people um are serious about uh, destroying the nation and their neighbors and they're willing to do pretty much anything to get it done. And you can see right now they're destroying what we would call the law or, or, or the code, if you will. Yeah. They have no interest in abiding by any kind of codes, even if they themselves write, write them up. Right. Yeah. So, so, I mean, this should tell everybody these people are dangerous. Let me ask a question, it, Joel. It should. If someone were in that role and claimed the Christian banner, what would you say? Uh, let, let's say they're coming to, to my church. Yes. We'd have to have a talk. Yes. And I have to say, you know what? We we know that Christ rules over all. Right. And the Bible tell uh, um, Peter says we've been given everything for life and godliness. Could you speak to that camera and talk to the pastors in which these board members sit underneath of? Because I'll be glad to do the, that. These these folks don't tempt them. Claim <laughs> claim some faith. Sure. And I've tried to operate under Matthew 18, mm -hmm. and I've been always open for repentance. Mm -hmm. So can you speak to the pastors? I don't care about the board members. Speak to yeah. their leadership. Sure. I'll be glad to do that. And, and I'm, I'm going to back up to a challenge that was made to me a short while ago when someone asked me, what if I had a doctor in my congregation who was going along with the jab? And I would have to challenge that doctor. Say, you know what? Did you take the Hippocratic oath? For, you know, we'll get to the Bible in a minute. Did you take the Hippocratic oath or Hippocratic oath? And uh, well, yeah. Well, it's it's first do no harm. Are you doing? Are you knowingly doing harm in order to save your job? And if you are doing that, you are you are violating the Ten Commandments on multiple levels. You're bearing false witness. You're participating in murder here, so that you can keep your job. You are now under threat of excommunication if you don't stop doing this. It's the same thing here. The Bible tells us, blessed is a man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. This happens every day in the schools that you support. Every single day, or let's say members of your church support, if, if you will. How can you square Psalm 1 with what is going on in the schools? You're going to have to make a decision. Are you going to be with Christ and his word, or are you going to be man, with man and his word? That is, that is your choice. You cannot do both. And if you have people in your church right now that are supporting the counsel of the ungodly and the seed of the scornful, you must stop now. It's Christ or man. You can't do both. Amen. It, I, and I appreciate that because in this school district, there are a couple, couple of what I will call the attractional church model. Yeah. Very visible, lights, sound, sound shows. You're talking on, on the board? Well, in that community, there's okay. this one particular church, which is pretty pretty big mega church. Okay. With the, the, this, the attractional sure. message. Sure, sure. And whatever, itching ears, I, I understand you need to fill your seats to get the noses and nickels, but... That church had a call to action regarding one issue, and it was transgender guidelines within the school. The school board meetings currently are filled with maybe two, three active citizens. I was one of them. 
his wife being another, and maybe another. No, this, this is a school board. At the school board meetings. At the oh, school meetings. meetings. Okay. They're, they're, meetings. Vac- they're vacant. Right. But when this transgender guideline policy popped up, there was a call to action in the church, and the church brought out 40 people to do these emotional three-minute please speeches, and they provided their name and municipality to speak and, and did these emotional prayerful, and the pastor got up to speak, and they vanished. Haven't seen them since. They came out from one crescendo flag-waving experience and then disappeared. And these people in that community are disparaging me Mm. in the most vile, disgusting way. They don't even know me. They've never interacted with me, but the the toxicity that's emanating out of them about me and those that I associate with to advocate for those children and those parents in the school is disgusting. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. So not many people are going to this, these school board meetings. Right, no, like, no. You, and it's like the school board can't even handle that. They're like, no, we don't want anybody here, right? That's going to challenge what we're doing. Just stay away, stay away. Get this guy out of our school board, out of our township. Everything uh, would be fine if you just stay away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wait a second. So these forty people or so pop up from this, from the ch- being adv- you know encouraged by the church, correct? And these same people now are attacking you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, when I like on I, social media, you just it, it's they don't know what I know and what I can see and the the, the chatter that I have from different people. What, like, what's what's their? T- I mean, what are they saying actually? That you are what you uh, you are? You know, fill in the blank. That Ryan I'm, Miller is. I'm an, I'm an instigator. I'm a provocateur. Um, my I have a hidden agenda, which is I, I, I don't know. I can't postulate what they're using to rationalize take seeing me as an adversary. Mm-hmm. Right. My my social media presence is very open and very public. Well, very yeah, I mean, you have a website, but but I mean, what, what I'm saying is you are um, challenging the seed of the scornful. Correct. Right? Yes. And these people in this happy church yes. are challenging you for challenging that. Yes. I even have, there's, there's an attorney that sits in that church that is disparaging, claiming to have read my documents. And listen, I'm, I'm pro se. I'm no attorney. And nor am I any linguist at all or orator. I'm doing the best I can with the gifts that God gave me, and I, I fall way short of those gifts and honor. But um, they take that and put their professional spin on it and can Christianize it mm-hmm. and disparage me. Mm-hmm. And a yep. sister or someone who would claim to be a sister yeah. or a brother? Yeah. That, yeah, that's discouraging. And, and to, 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 the point about the pastors, I mean, and if that's why if, if these if these board members are you know claiming to to be followers of Christ and and this is how they're treating someone who wants to come in there and challenge what they're doing and say, look, I mean, you're just challenging what they're doing and say, so uh, yeah, it's it's very discouraging, but it's not surprising, and okay. I think that's why it's well, not. They're already compromised. I, yeah. And I, I wanted you to provide that stern rebuke to those pastors because they have a higher calling and account than I do. And I'm, I'm putting myself out there that I want to link arms with the pastor and I want to deal with the person that's maintaining sin and call them to repentance privately, privately. Yeah. Well, I think it's, again, like I've said, this is a great example of one, one man stirring the pot of, of the government school system. And, and even... If it was one little thing, I mean, it just it shows the, this whole apparatus yes. and, and what's behind it and how much they'll cling to that. You can't touch that. I mean, there are certain things in our society, like we talked about abortion, government school. You, yeah. you can't touch those idols. If you touch those, you're yep. 
Let's call that, them. That's Asher how you know poles. it's an idol. Let's call yeah. them Asher poles. Sure. Why not? Uh, the abortion is an Asher pole. Yeah. The the jab is, and that my whole mission was to model my faith and trust in God in the face of the tyrannical. And Anthony's been a witness to my success and failure of that. And I wanted to provide a way to educate people through my walk or how I document the entire process. And if I'm dead and my case is resolved, let's say I win my case and all the documents that are there, right now it's got a whopping value of zero dollars. But I'm praying that at some point before the demise of our constitutional republic, that that will turn into a book under somebody else's pen name. Rephrase what I've done. This is your education. You can choose to, like that book that we shared in the very beginning, you can choose to read this, and it's a great answer for how you can stand to be free in honor of your king, or you can take that book off away and say, I'm going to submit to man. Yeah. Um, all right, we, we want to try to bring this to a close eventually here. Uh, real quick, and then I want to come to Anthony again. Do you want to say something? No, I'm good. Uh, Ryan, so you have your criminal, quote-unquote, case coming up, right, for your your trespass. Right. That That's October 11th, around that time. Uh, is there any date on the on the federal lawsuit where you are the plaintiff? So that's that's an that's a process. Um, there isn't full dates. Okay, so it's still it's still working. It's through, still going to work through. through the There's milestones, but it's still going to work through. Okay, Anthony, just any other thoughts you want to share on on this whole situation? On your understanding, I know you've you've thought through a lot of these things throughout the past, I guess, year. I mean, months, and just. As a as a law enforcement officer, has any of your thinking changed? Have you are there things you're still challenged with that you're thinking through based on this? Anything you want to add? Just kind of an open open ended question here to give you an opportunity to share your thoughts. Uh, two points. Um, I'll start with um, the board has uh, accused my wife and I of attempting to destroy the district and wasting the district's time and resources. Uh, this is a bad thing. <laughs> so, um, but to that, I would say all they had to do was let Ryan speak for three minutes. All right, always turn it around. You're, you're the problem, not us. Three yeah. minutes, yeah, and it could have avoided all of this. And they didn't even have to listen or respond to what he was going to say. Right. That that's they that's, just say next. Correct. Right. Yeah. Um, because even now they don't respond to they don't even respond to me. I've sent emails to to the board. They don't even respond to me. When's your reelection? This November. Okay. <laughs> um, the second part of that is um, just since this all started with with Ryan, um, I, I've seen, um, I've learned a lot. I've learned more. Um, I realized I was doing things as you were saying are are, are correct. Yeah, in a way that I wasn't even, you know, not even realizing of, of his perspective of things, yeah. but I was doing things in the same model and how I deal with with persons I come in contact with um, on a daily basis through different incidents. Okay, so your reelection is coming up in in November. Correct. Uh, any any thoughts on how that will go? Well, I'm sure the rest of the board is is hoping that I don't get reelected. They're right. they're actively. Several of them are taking active steps to um, campaign against me, and I'm, I'm even in a different region 
I'm in Region One, and they're in different regions, but they're they're focusing their attention on an opponent know, to you. Yes. Okay. Um, I don't. They're I don't need a great lengths yeah. to disparage him for the campaign. Yeah, I mean, great, I don't necessarily lengths. need the board seat to still fight for what's right for the people at the school and in in, in the district. So, um, it would be nice to get reelected to further put in place the things that are coming to life through this whole process. But I don't necessarily need that board seat to to further that. Okay, uh, Joel, I'm going to ask you in a minute if you have any other questions for these gentlemen. Uh, Anthony, anything else that you'd like to add? I know th there's a lot here, and, and we're all still thinking through things, but just the law enforcement side. I, I mean, s some of the things that Ryan has challenged and things we've talked on this podcast before, what are your th thoughts on, on, on how you can serve in that capacity where our nation is now and ways to do that without g going and doing things that we would say are unjust? What are your challenges as a police officer in that? The, the challenges are um, the way the way people are looking at police now. There, there's challenges um, that weren't there two, three years ago. Mm. Um, challenges that a lot of officers would take to an, an automatic affront to their authority. So some react in ways that may not be proper in how they respond back to that challenge to their authority. So someone who's peacefully saying like, Ryan, like, hey, you don't have the authority to do that. And some police officers are like, that's, that's a trigger switch. Like you, you cannot question. Is that kind of what you're saying? In, yes. Okay. All right. Anything else you want to add on that? Uh, it just through um, better, better training all the way around um, on both, on both ends. Okay. You know, more public awareness, more better training for police. But I want to, I want to say something, Anthony. People, we're all human, and we're all going to behave differently. So I'm going to put Anthony as a model officer that is going to understand and respect and honor my rights and not work to infringe upon them. I may not encounter another officer that has a similar view regarding that. But the responsibility is mine. This is what we miss. It's not his responsibility. We have four branches of government. We are the fourth. We're the, we, the people, are the fourth branch of government to hold our government accountable. So when I encounter someone of authority, I make a choice to stand or I make a choice to consent and bend. So when an officer is, I have to know the law, he does not. So I need to stand and inform him, officer, you're not honoring your oath. You're not following the law. I will not resist you, but you're doing something wrong. Yeah, That's we, our burden. We, uh, when you say that, I think it's important to, to just explain that a little bit because I think that it, that is true in our current system, right? It shouldn't be that way. It, it is oughts and shoulds right. I is just, in ours. Yes, but we talk about those things because they yeah, matter. And they so when you say that, it's not his – I would say it, it is his responsibility before God. According to, according to our legal code, you're right. You go before this, the, the judges and the cases will say, well – as a citizen, you have to you have to know all these laws, but yes. the law enforcement officers aren't necessarily sometimes required no. to know all these things. So that that's that's an important point, and we certainly do talk a lot about what is and what ought. And so that's one of the things that that's very valuable that you share, Ryan. Hey, here's here's how it is right now, and if you're going to challenge this, you know you need you need to know you need to know. Don't do what I do until you know what I know. Right, you are not free. 
That's what we've talked about before. All right, I want to come yeah. to Joel and see if he has any questions or comments, uh, questions for either Ryan or Anthony or any other concluding comments. Well, well maybe just another word for the pastors again. Um, pastors, you know, it's our, our job is to lead our people to um, green pastures to be able to hear the word, the word of the Lord. And when it comes to education, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. So what's happening in these schools that you support, sadly, there's no fear of God before their eyes. So how can we even say education is going on? Money is being spent. Buildings are being built. But education is not, and real education is not happening because there's no fear of the Lord. And without the fear of the Lord, you, you don't have the beginning of the beginning of wisdom and you don't have the knowledge of God. And you might say, well, I disagree. And this is a classic thing that's, that's always, so well, I disagree what's going on there. But, uh, you know, well, you're no different than from the uh, private opinion people. I remember you know, the, the, the abortion thing, right? Well, I, I, it's, I have a private opinion that it's wrong, but publicly I got to support it for, for, for whatever reason. I, I'm going to beg you to consider your position. One day you will stand before Christ. And when you do that, will you be a true pastor or will you be a hireling? And I challenge you, if you're a true pastor, do everything you can to have education be in the fear of the Lord and, find, and, and finding the knowledge of God. Because it, it doesn't matter what you think between your ears. It's well done, thou good and faithful servant. Not well thought, not well read, not well reasoned. What did you do? You remember, um, uh, for example, in, in, in Matthew 7, um, he, the, the one that hears these sayings of, of mine and does them is the one who built his house on the rock. The other one heard the, these sayings of Christ and did not do them. It wasn't in the hearing. It was in what you did about what you heard. And you have to know as a pastor that the fear of the Lord is the very beginning of wisdom, and that is not happening at these local schools. That everything else is happening at these local local schools, so-called places of education. Pastor, I urge you to do everything you can to get your get the children, the people, the, the the children of the people in your in your congregation out of these places of wickedness. That's all. Yeah, and speaking of spending a lot of money, now we have more money being spent on this lawsuit for over three minutes, and, and it shows you just that the length they will go. So I hope we can make. I'm going to try to make it to your trial. Ed, I'm, I'm going to see if it's I can. West, is it Westchester? It's in Westchester. Correct. I'm hoping yeah. to see if I can get it live streamed. Well, how, how does that work? Uh, I've I've sowed the seeds for it to happen. Does the judge have to approve of that? Or? Well, there's the court. Understand the court is a court of secrets, and you surrender your constitutional rights when you walk into that room. The only way I can get my rights restored is by standing on the disabilities that I have under the Americans with Disabilities Act. Okay. And I've... I've Try to use a system against it. Well, I've yeah. informed my, my public defender that I have multiple disabilities and I have communication disabilities and I have used devices to aid in my communication and I want them restored and reserved in court and part of them is audio and video recording. Yeah. Well, if Fetterman gets all his... Uh, oh, my word. Oh, he's got special. Yeah, that's right. Maybe I should go for a, a clothing option exemption as well. I'll come in with a hoodie. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, just any, any final words, Anthony, and then I'll come to you one more time, Ryan. Anything you'd like to add? 
Uh, I think I think we said it pretty good. Okay. Yeah. I think I think we've covered a good deal. I think our listeners have an idea of what's going on there. And I know uh, online, Lancaster Online has has done very short articles on this, uh, or maybe some longer ones. And <laughs> and of course, yeah. Any, anything you want to say on, on that coverage? Um, yeah, that the, the coverage is abominable. We we actually wrote a response and submitted to them based upon the most recent meeting where his wife shut down the meeting and they they did they obliterated that. Um, one last point I'd like to, I appreciate you said the doing, because I am striving to be the doer and walking in honor and light, open to the criticism and oversight of someone like, like yourself, Joel. So I appreciate that. And I'm doing it for people like Anthony and others that I care and respect. One last thing relative to this whole charade, that Anthony has also been trying to advocate on behalf of the citizens regarding the financial stewardship of the school district. And he has recently gone down the pipe of exploring the lawfulness of AIG, the insurance company, funding this lawsuit, being right. paid by taxpayers. And he has sent out a, a series of correspondence. And uh, that the, the correspondence is, is bound by confidentiality agreements, both from Anthony demanding confidentiality from AIG and AIG demanding confidentiality of Anthony. And he's, he's honoring that confidentiality. But I'm almost certain that AIG has violated that confidentiality in this communication that Anthony has had with them. And I would like this, people to stay tuned to the next school board meeting to see if that becomes revealed and the ramifications of what may be revealed from that, okay. that discovery. That's another popcorn event. All right. Well, we got, we got a lot of them coming up. We will try to uh, cover this some more. <clears throat> Excuse me. Try to cover this some more, and I'll try to we'll see if we can make it to that, to that trial. You Anything can else? give me a little sub-column, and I'll give you 250 words update. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you want to add, Joel? Uh, just that, you know, once you know, we, we look at the, um, at the resistance of the colonists to the crown, and we're like, you, you, you guys are, you went to war over things like stamp acts and so forth. Now, they didn't actually go to war over that specifically. When you read the declaration, they have some things to say that are beyond taxes. But they did understand the, 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 the idea of the, the camel with his nose under the tent. <laughs> and, you know, we gave away the education of our children years ago. And we thought, well, it's, it's, it's not so bad. Uh, it's it's going to be okay. Well, now look at it. And those columnists knew something that we've ignored. Yeah. All right. Well, for more information about Ryan Miller, you can go to the just it's culturalcontrarian.org. Culturalcontrarian.org. There's a lot of resources on there, videos. You shared some of our articles and, and things like that. So thanks for coming in again, Ryan Miller. Thank I'll, you. I'll have to have you in a third time. Maybe we'll see what, what develops after your trial. Anthony? Thank you for coming in. Thank you for having me. Yeah, really appreciate having you in here, giving your perspective, and uh, look forward to continuing to talk. Joel, thanks as always for being here. Glad to be here. Uh, for more information about the Langster Patriot, go to thelangsterpatriot.com. To support our show and what we're doing here, go to patreon.com slash thelangsterpatriot. Until next time, remember that Christ, not man, is king. So long. Mm -hmm.